Welcome inside the Legends Lounge, where baseball VIPs are hanging out and talking about their life in the game. All right, uh, we're going to the vault for this one because Hello. we had one slip through the cracks, okay? Yeah. Andrew Jones, and this is perfect timing for him, in my mind, should be a Hall of Famer. This is a guy who, who for, in my mind, 10 years was a superstar center fielder, best in the sport by far, one of the best defensive center fielders that me and many others would say have ever seen, impacted the game more than many would, right? But right, also... Right. He could hit. Yes. It's just that he didn't do it for 15 years or whatever it is. And, and, you know, towards the tail end of his career, he did what naturally happens to people. You age and there could be natural decline. But he had a long right. run. I know I'm getting into a little bit of a rant here, but we're going to talk. No, to no, him. no. It was fair. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you what, we, it, the Hall of Famer for me is dominating at least in one or more categories. And there is no doubt in mind that he dominated, purely dominated as the best center fielder for a good 10 years. And I mean, it was just him and maybe Edmonds and, you know, it, it was just, he was just so good. So I agree with you. He does definitely deserves to be in the hall of fame at some point in time. Yeah. So he didn't get in this time around, right? So we had the announcement on Tuesday night, but I think Andrew Jones eventually will get voted in. And this interview we did with him was last year, actually prior to, when his son Drew was picked by the Arizona Diamondbacks, got a nice chunky, healthy eight, eight plus signing bonus. Dollars. Yeah, and now yeah. he's working his way back from shoulder surgery. His son, though, is is a stud. You'll hear more Super about stud. him as well. Yes. Yeah, so Andrew Jones, a little throwback. It hasn't aired yet, so this is fresh inside the lounge. Back bar, picking it up back bar. from the vault. Back bar <laughs> for Hall of Fame week. Now bringing it to the front. <laughs> Okay, I'm not biased. I saw him with my own eyes. Oh, you know. Best defensive field, center fielder of his generation. Ten gold gloves consecutive to. 17 seasons in the bigs. Five-time All-Star. Will pop. 434 career homers. Splendid. Hall of Famer in my book. I've been stating the case for years on any show I'm on. Andrew Jones, welcome to the lounge. How you doing? Oh, thank you for having me, guys. Um, this is fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. It's great to have you. Got a lot to dive into. I actually want to start there. I know we yeah. bring on a lot of legends. Some are all sure. famers, right? Mm -hmm. Some should be, in my mind. So, some will be. Yeah, some will be. I've been saying your case for years. Um, here, I'll, I'll give you one perspective that I've gotten recently from some writers. They go, well, you know, his numbers, you know, dipped down when he hit his 30s. I'm like, yeah, but he played when he was 19. <laughs> so so I'm like, you're going to compare. The, I, I do this on the air, and then I get a ton of feedback from fans yeah. because I'll be like, his career started at 19. There are some careers that started at 24. And so they're like, oh, their peak, right? They talk peak yeah. a lot. It was from 24 to 34 or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, his peak started at 19. So I don't understand that. That's legit what some writers look at. And they're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, because he's a human being and human beings age when they're not doing so. You know what I'm saying? You get a lot of wear and therapy and you play every day. I mean, yeah. You go out there, you post every day. Things going to pop out out there. And I think, you know, when I went to L.A., um, you know, that, that knee surgery that I had, the injury that I had brought me way back down. And, you know, being, you know, I, I feel like if that injury happened when I was in Atlanta, 
it would have been a different story, but it happened to a team that gave me so much money to play for them, to perform and do that. And, you know, I was trying to come back. And, you know, every time I was trying to come back, I go down to my late minor league gear, some of my bats, take a hack here and there, go run, go run on the outfield, I was tweaking it, flare out again. So, you know, knee injuries is right. tough, and it's, it, it can set you down way back. And it did. And, you know, since then, I had to fight. To, to stay on the field and trying to trying to make the, the lineup. And, you know, since then, everything was kind of, you know, like everybody say, everything started sliding down because we are human beings. Sure. We're not going to finish our career batting, you know, what we did when we were 19 or 24. You're playing you know, center field. You know, everything is going downhill. And yeah. But, you know, I understand everybody got their 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 point of view. And, you know, that's that's why arguments come up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's a good, fair argument. I had to get hot on it, though. No, but I think this past year, like, that was my number one, where I was like, all right, I'm going to pick Andrew Jones. I'm just going to pump that and see what what I get back. And that was, obviously, there's plenty that voted that. Well, and if you think about it, as you said, at 19, at the highest level of of baseball, not 19 at college and playing, you know, know, four or five games a week or even even the minor minor leagues. Yeah. And then from then on, it was, you know, 140, 150 games uh, scheduled. So, it is a wear and tear, and you're right. The knee injury probably worse than anything for for a ball player, for any player. Any player. It's gonna. It's gonna. You, that's one of the crux of your hitting, your pushing, yep. your fielding, your defense. Yep. Um, I'm gonna take you back, man, because uh, you know I, I, we don't know each other as well, but we, we cross paths. But I know your country. I know your 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 island. I, I love it dearly. One of my best friends in, in baseball, Ensley Batman Mullins, is what you know, one of the first guys, if not the first guy, to make it to the major leagues. And I know he's a beloved son over there. Um, I got to play over there, and, and this guy watched me play when he was a, uh, 11. Well, I think 20, I was like about 11. 11 years old. And we, maybe, we went on a. 11, 10, maybe. Um, you, hey, we just put a new turf field on, in Curacao, and um, they brought two teams down. Winnable team from the Dominican Republic, and one was when Hansen Nunes was playing for, and it happened. He was on there. I didn't know that till he yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'm playing." I was like, "Sure, that's right." I, I, I watched you I was play. That I game, was there. That game. You know, so. I mean, and, and the island. I want you to talk a little bit about that island and and and, the, and what uh, and, and the players. Again, it's not a big island, yeah. but what has come out of there is cream. And as we say in Spanish, crema. But one of the things that fascinates me, and you may or may not know this, uh, a kid comes out of high school there, and they normally speak not one, not two, not three, but four languages between Spanish, English, uh, Dutch, and Papimiento. Uh, it, it's phenomenal. Their, their, you know, their mental acumen is way above any of the Caribbean players, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm always impressed with that. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I've always been baseball, to be honest with you. You know, like you said, you guys came. We wa- I watched a lot of baseball growing up. Um, you know, the only only th- time we would get a chance to watch Major League Baseball is like Board Sinners because that's the only time you would have the prime TV to watch it. Um, but we had the local TVs that would show games from Venezuela. And I was big, you know, I, I've been watching baseball since I was a little kid, watched all the winter ball. You know, I mean, I'm sure I watched a lot of people that play in Venezuela that made it to the big leagues and maybe... In the Hall of Fame, right? You know? So, um, you know, we grew up watching baseball. I mean, baseball is really big in our island. I mean, you can see now. I mean, it, it grown. I think when the door opened, I think they saw what we got there. Yeah. And um, and you know, going way back, 
you know, my dad played, you know, I'm sure if if he had the opportunity that is now, he probably would have been. Yeah. And, you know, he yeah. had a chance to play professionally. Yeah, the too. scouting and the you know, system so wasn't the system, there. Yeah, so, then, so yeah. now it's, you know, the door is open and we can see so many kids coming out of it. And I'm so proud of them. I mean, you know, I, I, I host so much tournaments down there for those kids that's in the big leagues right, right. now. And they all play for, for my tournament that I host every year before their season starts. So, um, you know, I, I kind of put that the mentality that, you know, those kids, they only play like 30 games a year. We practice a lot. We do a lot of stuff, but we only play 30 games, you know, for, for schedules. Um, so I was trying to get them to play more games sure. before the season. Like almost like a, a, a spring training yeah, game, yeah. but, you know, more games for them to just get ready, be ready for so they can be ready for their main season, and then hopefully whatever team win, they made a selected team so they can go represent the island in, in Little League World Series. Um, so, you know, baseball has always been big, and, you know, it, it's one of the main sports on the island. Um, soccer is because, you know, we have, you know, it, it's part of the Latin America area down there, but um, baseball always been big. Yeah, and I was going to add one of the reasons that I also became, you know, uh, beloved, I mean, loving that country is because I did the, the Little League World Series for five years mm-hmm. with, with ESPN and ABC, and uh, and they, they would always represent and, and either be, you know, challenging for the international title or right there if not winning it. Yeah. Uh, so I saw a lot, uh, Profar, yeah. saw him come yeah. through when I was doing those shows. Scope. Yeah, Scope. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they all came I mean, through name, Little League name, World Series. So, uh, they always play? Bogarts did not play. And, and he's from Aruba. Yeah, I mean, he's from Aruba. Aruba. Yeah, my bad. My, my bad. But the yeah, thing yeah. is, though, Aruba need to play Curacao to, to get to that level. <laughs> to get to yeah, exactly. So so they're, they're a big rivalry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. knocking them out. <laughs> I got run off because he's I, got all the languages, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, but that whole area is the Netherlands Antilles. Yes, so, it is. So okay. the, the, well, because Bogart plays for WBC. WBC for the Dutch. They're together. They're all together. So we all mix together and I was watching, I don't know how long ago, I was watching the game and I was like, what? Aruba's here? I called my friends and said, what happened? <laughs> you lost to Aruba? You lost to Aruba? I never lost to Aruba. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get over there and change some things. <laughs> yeah, but, um, what a great yeah, island. Uh, I mean, what a great just, island. Like I say, man, baseball is huge there. I mean, it's, you know, um, you know I, I, I try to... For it being as small as it is. Yeah, yeah so what I'm trying to do now, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, you know... Give back. I'm always trying to give back to the island, and um, you know, I'm trying to give back and, and, and build a stadium so the kids can continue to to to, to develop Amen. their skills. That's what I was going to say. So, what's next for baseball in that area? Is it like you said? You want to build a stadium. You want more games to be played. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you keep growing what's special there? And I, I think you think about it, Little League World Series. I think about WBC, sure. which is also given Curacao a yeah. ton no of doubt. attention yeah. for the no talent doubt. there. They're keeping up. With with USA and Dominican yeah, Republic yeah. in those games, like with star power. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's fun. I mean I I play in two w, WBC. Yep. And I coach two of them, and um, I have so much fun. Right. It's so much fun, and you know it, it, it's go go. You know yeah. it's win win. It's not like uh, we you know, we're playing 162 games. Yeah, uh, yeah I might struggle. <laughs> the nationality April. comes uh, in. Yeah, you know I might struggle with April, but I got it made. But um, you know, it's it's, it's a Super Bowl. For it's that, a Super right? Bowl. It's yeah, like, it's, it's go. We gotta go. You know, I mean, we we take it very serious. And you know, I, you know, you talk about Anthony. He always coached. I mean, he has coached the you know the team um, the last 
five WBC. So um, he's a big part that, you know, I'm here and all these other guys are here um, playing baseball and, and, and doing something that they, what they love. So now your work in Major League Baseball and you work with the Braves yep. and you work with specifically also individuals that you'll mentor, mm-hmm. right? So what, what is your work like? Because, you know, when we talk to former players on this pod especially, what's life like after baseball? Everyone finds their things. You guys you talk to go into more of the business side, more sure. of the baseball side, TV side, whatever it is. So, like, where did you find your calling and, and what are you doing now to make an impact there? <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I, was, I was trying to come back in 2016, I just got done playing my last year in Japan. I was coming back. I said, you know what? I'm going to get one more try and, you know, finish my career as a major league, major league player. And, um, you know, I had a couple of teams to call. I had you know, even Braves offer me a contract, but it, it, it fell through. They signed somebody else. Um, but I was, I was playing. I, mean, I, got, I, I started getting more into the golf. So I started playing golf every day and just trying to, you know, beat my own myself every day. So um, I was in Colombia and John Scholes called me and said, hey, Andrew, I'm going to let you know we're going to um, induct you into the Braves Hall of Fame. And I was like, I'm, I look at my phone, I'm like, I'm not retired yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not officially <laughs> retired, but okay. okay. So, okay. you know, I called my dad, you know, and I say, listen, they just told me this. He's like, what do you think? He's like, whatever you want, it, it, you know, it, it, you know, sometimes you have to put stuff behind it. You, you, you try and, and, and come, you know, continue trying to be there, not perform on the high level. And then, you know, it, it, the game is going young. So, you know, why are you staying around and, and, and go work with a team that you, that give you the opportunity and, 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 and you live in that town. And, and I live there. So go there, share your knowledge to the, to the young kids, give them what, what you knew or what you saw. And um, so we can help them and, and, and help them in, in the future. In that in that sense, uh, what are you making of the young, let's say under twenty five ball player these days? He's I got mean, one too. That's I know. I know he does. But I'm just saying the ones that that are professional now yeah. and their attitude and and how they're accepting uh, guidance, yeah. coaching, mentoring. My my thing with all that, and I talk. I I I, I was talking about that in the podcast. I think. What we're losing now in this game, get, the baseball game is going to stay the same. The ball is the same thing. The bat is the same thing. It never got flat. It's the same thing. We, the baseball is going to be the same thing. It's catch, field, run, in the throw. And, and, and I think what we're losing in the game is a, a lot of instincts. We're losing the instincts of the ball game. Um, you know, we all pulling the paper out and, and looking at, at what we're going to do right here. We, we turn ourselves into a, a robot instead of trying to learn the game. Trying to learn what you do, learn what what you're trying to do at this situation of the game. So, sure, I need to sneak a couple steps this way. So, if you hit there, I'll be there. So, we lose an instinct. You know, the guys that you see that use the instinct, those are the guys that stand out, right? You know, they like legitimate superstar. You know, yeah, we see a lot of raw. I think about Lindor, raw players, yeah. but we're not seeing instinct. Right? Lindor talks about that, and yeah. I, I've spent some time with him. He's like, yo, I, I gotta put the papers down sometimes. He's like, I wanna just show off what I know and what I feel. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Otherwise you lose it. Yeah. And to be honest, yes, sure. I mean if you if you don't do it, you you're gonna you're gonna start counting on that paper. It's like, uh, okay, I need to stop right here. Uh, okay, I need to stop. You're not watching. We don't know how you're feeling today. 
Right. We don't know how you're feeling today. So if I'm seeing what I'm seeing, if you, you know, if you're dragging, why I'm, why I'm playing? Yeah, why, why are you playing? Because and, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So does you, that say that you should be in there? Right here? <laughs> you got to watch the game. And I think yeah. that's what instincts come in. I think my part of the game is what I'm seeing is going away is the instinct. You know, the game is the same game. We got a lot of young talent. I mean, talent, I mean, talent is ridiculous now. You know, I, I'm, I'm jealous of these guys, you know, because <laughs> yeah, how, really how, good, how, how good they are, they're, you know, you know, so, yeah, yeah. so all I want more of it is just an instinct. Uh, speaking of instinct, uh, I was a big Yankee fan as a young kid out of the womb from Cuba, and uh, a guy that ended up, well, really, he was a Baltimore Oriole, and I grew up in Miami, so Miami had, was the home for the Orioles for many years in spring training, but then he also played for the Yankees, so Paul Blair. That's the only other guy that I can and may rest in peace. He was a wonderful guy. Passed away a few years ago. Your instinct defensively. Sometimes a ball will be hit, Andrew, and you would just stand there. And people would be like, he's not going to chase it. And, and, but you knew almost where that ball was going to land. You had the speed. Yeah. Some of these outfielders start just running all in circles sometimes. And I, you got to calm them I, down. I, I, I just, you know, work. I work out. I had great coaches going, you know, coming through the minor league. I had Gary Pettis, one of the one of the yeah. great defensive players in the game, one six gold glove. Um, you know, I had him as a coach, so I'm always picking the brain and work with him and and, and trying to get another edge, another edge. And then, you know, after we go out there and you do it, you know, your talent, your 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 instincts is going to make it more easy. And you know, I I, I watched Marquise Grissom play. Um, in Atlanta, great, great, great guy, and I learned a lot from him. You know, I mean, on the end of the day, he turned around and say, "I think this guy is ready, so it's time for me to go somewhere else." Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you learn from those guys. You pick their brain, and I think, like I say, the guys that do that with other people um, is the ones going to succeed and get better. Right. And sometimes guys, sometimes they're so stubborn, they just don't want to, you know, pick brains or they're shy to talk to somebody or. They don't want, you know, they don't want to ask questions. And, um, you know, when I go to swing training, I, 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 I talk with all the outfielders and I tell them what I, what I say. And, I'm, and, I, and I, I tell them, I look, what we lack on this year, um, you know, we lack on throwing people out. Well, we're going to work on throwing people out. Yeah. You know, I mean, these guys play so deep. Now the guys going first they and third. Really like, do, man. like They go first and third like nothing. Right. It's a thing of playing deep. It's a thing to play where I know I can save a run or save somebody to go from first to third. I, I give that pitcher, you know, that chance to get that ground ball to get a double play and says now he's got to fight to to keep the ball on the ground and then what happened, mistake happened. So, you know, try, try to keep him in the game. Aware. You know, yeah. in the game. So, you know, we talk about the stuff and we do drills and, you know, at the end of the day, you got to still got to go out there and do it. So... It's the willing if you want to do it or not. So how's this messaging going with Drew? Your son is a stud prospect. I'm sure he knows it. We see it. There's already highlight tapes and the whole thing, highlight videos on social media. So how's that messaging going? And just like, what's your take on now having a son who's going through this process when you went through this process at a very young age? But it's different now. The game's yeah. different, and also there's tournaments. There's, there's so much more that's being showcased. I mean, one thing is they play a lot. Yeah, too much or it's okay. I don't know if it's too much or not, but you know, it's a lot of games. These guys playing at the young age, they play almost 100. Yeah, 
20 High games. level games, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you know, always agree with Showcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, not even Showcase. They're playing tournaments. That's like. Yeah, you got to win Friday, Friday and then you got to win Saturday. And then, and, and and then you play three, three games Sunday yeah. To, yeah. to win the win, win, win game. So uh, it's, it's a lot of games. Lot of but, you know, I, I let him go and do whatever he wants. You know, he, oh, he's a kid. Yeah, he, you know, you know, he's still I, a kid. My, my thing to him is just enjoy, enjoy, have fun. You know, just have fun. Do the right thing. Respect the game. Um, respect the opponent. You know, people are going to tell you so many things. In your life, you know, learn from it, learn from it, and whatever is good to you, you keep it. Whatever is not good to you, just you know, you keep moving. So, um, you know, since he was a little kid, he was just a freak. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. I, uh, you know, we would go to dinner, and I would just put like you know, a little lap, you know, like a little DVD player, so we can be quiet. And all he did was watching highlights of me playing baseball. <laughs> I mean, that was like. I was like, that was our That's piece. not a normal kid. That was, our, that was our normal, you know, kids would be like, they want to watch, yeah, you know, yeah. cartoons, cartoons and, uh, and stuff. Video people, games. Yeah, so he would just. You were his video He games. would just watch <laughs> watching highlights of me. And, you know, I was like, okay, that, if you're quiet, you're going to have we're a quiet. Good. We, we good. have a quiet. Daddy quiet. highlights, right? <laughs> yeah, so. That's um, a dad's dream. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you uh, what. If that's what keeps him quiet. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm loving that. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he you know, he, he, he had he have a love for the game. He know what he want to do, so. Um, I'm just guiding him the right way, and 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 he's have to make his own choice. And you told me, you shared with me that uh, he's already got a full ride to a very prestigious baseball, but also academic school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really tight with Coach uh, Tim Corbin over there at Vanderbilt. So yeah. uh, I mean, obviously he's got the smarts, uh, yeah. and and he's a pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah, he's know, a good kid. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a really good kid. He he um you know he loves all his friends. He support all his friends. Good. Um, he, I can't say much, much. But you know, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what he become so far, and I'm looking forward for for his future. His, I think his next job's gonna be agent, obviously. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to get in the middle of that. No, it's just too much back and forth. Yeah, yeah. How I have this whole this whole you know strike and going back and forth on little things. I just hey, can we all just settle yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and get yeah, it yeah, moving quicker. Yeah, yeah. I mean we have five years to discuss all this and while we wait to the last minute of of before we decide to make a decision. That so, was a little disappointing. So it, it, it was done. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it stopped. So you know I'm happy we got baseball back and I'm looking forward for it. I mean shoot I, I watch every game to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I do watch, you? Yeah, I watch, you watch every Braves game? I watch every Braves yeah. And a boy. Yeah, yeah. I watch I, watch, I mean, so, um, you know, I keep up with, you know, with the game. So, that's all I know growing up. That's all I know. So, why why trying to go some, some other direction, you know? I mean, you know, continue to be in it and, and, and trying to help others. There's great baseball internationally. So, before dro- O drops his big question at the end here, I just wanted to get a minute on what life was like in Japan. And even if you recommend... More players, maybe later on in their career, exploring that. I know Adam Jones, and he loved it. It almost made him like a an international renaissance yeah. man. Where now his favorite thing to do is travel, and he yeah. said a lot of that was spurred exactly. by his experience. Though, yeah, it's it, 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 I'm sure he, he can tell you. It, it, it was a lot of fun. It, it was it was a lot of change. Um, you know, I, I went in there with a name already, so it was kind of different. But um, you know, I. My my point of view is like yeah you know if you you know if I felt like I could still play so 
they, the team call me and say, hey, we need power. And I say, all right, well, I'm, I'm bringing power. You know what? I'm, and, you know, I'm trying to win. And I look at the video, I look, and I say, wow, we got these great pitchers throwing complete games. His name is Tanaka. Yeah. I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? This guy playing complete <laughs> game. He, he pitched complete game every game. Right. And he will go night in the night, maybe losing by one or maybe one nothing. We hit a homer. You win the game. That's amazing. He he was that special. You had prime Tanaka going 120 yes. pitches, right? Prime Tanaka. I'm telling you, this guy was special. Yeah. And I, I couldn't see him come over here. And, you know, you like I say, you, wearing tear is going to come. Yeah, you know he, I mean? he came a little licked up. He came licked up. And he still does. He still He went 12 and 0 before his elbow got licked up. 12 and 0. So I had so much fun there. I mean, golly, I mean, I don't know what, what, what to start from there, though, but, you know, it, it's a special place. It's a, it's a special place. Really? People treat you people treat you so nice. They're, they're so respectable. You, you you come back a different, different person. My perception on kids going there, you know, if the opportunity come out there, go early. Go oh, early. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, go early yeah. and because you can come back. Sure. There you, know, you can always and, go back. And, exactly. and, play, and play here. Right. So, if if it come, I mean, we have one kid from Curacao. They went there, and he he had the, the he's the home run king there. He 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 brought he broke um or record homer. He went there very young age. I think yeah. he went there at twenty five or twenty four. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. They, they brought his country around. They you know he was up and down with Cincinnati yeah. and Seattle. Um, and they went there. He went there. He turned himself into a star there. Right. Made so much money. So now he's fine. So um, you know, it's one of those things. It's it, it's a different mindset. I, I think I saw a lot of a lot of Americans go there struggle because the the change of 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 their life and not having what we normally have here. It, it's a it's a little different. Spin training is. Uh, a lot different. It's been doing this two months. Right. And it's two and months. It's hard. Hustle, right? And it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. You running every day. You, right. Right. You want to run. Right. Yeah. It's hard. So, you know, it, 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 if you can't avoid, if you can pass that part, <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you're going to have a lot of fun. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I was kind of the, the experimental early years of them realizing that the Hispanic player was the best player to bring to Japan. Yeah. Why? Because they already had come to the United States and acclimated once, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, at a young age, 16, yeah. 17, 18, yeah. 19, with yeah. most with not much money, really not everybody came up. And then uh, you go over there, red carpet, and they found that the, the, the Latino players, it would have been the true story true over there in the last 20, true, 30 years. True story. Hispanic story. True story. But, I, but I, I tell you, it's interesting because Japan's going to play a, a picture because of the draft. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, when they yeah. do implement the draft, whenever yeah. that really gets implemented, there might be some kids that are going to go to Japan, circumvent the draft, yep. and try to get into a. Yep. a, a, a well, I a, think I think I think a kid um, already went there. He signed with um, SoftBank. Um, yeah, there he is went, one that he, went. He, yeah. he, he yeah. left a top. He left. Uh, he left uh, I think. I think he went Dominican from, or no American. Kid. Oh, was it American? Oh yeah, yeah, American yeah. That's right. He went. He went from the draft. He he skipped the draft. Went there. Yes. Signed. And I think, I think it's gonna. Play these three years and then he get posted by. So right. that, that team is gonna 
benefit benefit of it, whatever and I give you. Gonna get whatever, your money. Whatever I, I give you to post the kid, yeah. he's gonna have. I think the kid with a cap is like automatically twenty million dollars. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's gonna be an interesting twist that that's gonna happen. Yeah. But, uh, I tell you, uh, you know, um, we we uh, have a great little kind of catch thing here that we ask all the guests, and that is, you know. Uh, no way, Jose. Something crazy that might have happened in your career, or somebody did something crazy. I know you've had several. I think he's got something. Oh no, this guy—he's been fun himself. I, like he's been in, I know from what I've heard from other people oh, that he's been in the mix of a lot of the oh, the hijinks. Oh, oh my God! I mean, where am I going to start? <laughs> I heard about a plane story that I don't know. You can you can share it too quickly if you want. Uh, well, the play story was I just I just got called up, right? And um, I'm, I'm, you know, we travel, and I walk, and I sit on this chair. You're 19. I'm 19 years old. I sit on the chair. I, you know, I'm 19. When I get there, I take my jacket. I'm going to sleep. I'm I'm going to sleep. Somebody came, tapped me on my shoulder, and go, "That's my seat." I was like, "Huh?" I said, "I don't see your name. Sorry." Oh. Terry Pellington. No, man. <laughs> TP, you just came, you got in the, the, the Atlanta Braves plane for the first time, and you just took uh, TP go, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sleeping. So, at that point, they made my life <laughs> miserable. Hell, hell. Everywhere when I go, whatever hotel we stay, they will take my bag away. I will not have my bag for like a day. I mean, they. I mean, they did all kind of stuff. Okay. Anytime you sat down, that's my seat. Uh, uh, <laughs> Anywhere. I mean, they, 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 they made a help, but it made me learn very quickly. And, and, and you know, you, 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 you learn from those stuff, and you know, you, you move on. I mean, Kali. I mean, I hit a homer, and I'm looking at the ball, and I completely trip before I get to first base. <laughs> looking at I the mean, ball. Looking at the ball to see if it was going to foul, and completely trip, and I touch the bag with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and kept going, so everybody was freaking again dying, dying, dying. I mean, dying. I mean, so many stuff. I mean, listen, we from badges to to uh, to stuff. First time when Bobby took me out of the game, you know, ball bounced in front of me. I get it, I throw it in, and I'm seeing Gerald Williams, late Gerald Williams coming from center field, and I'm like, what? me? <laughs> you know, yeah, coach. You. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I go, I go in. Bobby say, "Come here." We go down there. We had our discussion. We trip back to each other. Blah blah blah. This and that. He said that you know I'm tired of finding him and blah blah blah. He never find me, by the way. <laughs> he said he was going. He's going to. He never find me. And he said that we're having Bobby not, on he, tomorrow, he, so we're gonna he, make sure that we he, find he, out about he, it. He, he's, he's, he's not gonna play me um, the next day. Oh, <laughs> but um, you know, it's so many stories, man. Well, give me a because we've had so many Maddox stories already yep. in our podcast uh, of the of the uh, of the lounge. You got you got a quick Maddox story that you want to share? God, man, Maddox is such a dirty guy. Man. <laughs> He's such a dirty. I mean, I think he picked more on on Chipper than anybody. I think on, on, on the team. I mean, I'm sure. Chipper has some dirty on the. Uh, 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 yeah, sorry. our audience. Uh, he, <laughs> oh my God. I think, I think Chipper, Chipper wears some dirty on um, socks. Sanitary, Sanitary socks. socks. Yeah, I'm, that I'm, might, have been, might have been a little I'm, bit dirty I'm, from I'm, some character. I'm 100%. Oh my gosh. Gotta love Maddox. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't wait till we have him on. So we can just hit him with all this 
We might have little to talk about quote, anything quote, else. Dirt. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a litany of dirt yeah, just, that we have on him. Just lay it all out. Like, yeah, it's all about his Hall of Fame career. You know, he probably would love for sharing it. I'm not. He, he's he's. He'll, he'll add some other ones that yeah, just, nobody even yes, knows. That's what I'm some saying. things that he did that, oh, Andrew doesn't even know that I did this to him in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. He's so far removed. Like, now he can just I go after it and oh, say what he wants. I can't wait. Yeah. We'll let you know if something happened to you. Yeah, we'll call and make sure you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I did something with Ryan Dempster today, and Ryan Dempster told me this, and I didn't know that. Ryan Dempster said, Maddox hit somebody because I got hit. He said, you're not hitting Andrew Jones. You can hit Chipper, but you're not hitting Oh, Chipper. my God. He, he saved me runs. You can hit Chipper, <laughs> not me. So that was a funny story that he shared with Dempster. So Dempster, when, when I did a show with him earlier today, he shared that with me. I was like, I'm sure he did, and I'm not kidding you. And he, you know, I gave him a lot of prop, too, because when I was struggling in 98, um, you know, he, he told Bobby, say, I don't want anybody else to piss on the field than, than that guy. So... You know, I end up having a great year, that, you know, towards the end, but I start slow and, you know, he he made me sure I wasn't playing center field. He was a very smart pitcher. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, apparently he could, he could negotiate, too. With, <laughs> well, it, 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 it wasn't just him with Bobby Cox. Yeah. I never got fined, and I was in the next day. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for swinging by. Viva Curacao! Viva Curacao! Andrew Jones is, of course, a superstar player back in the day, but also just a really chill guy. Oh, and, you know, Drew's not in the bigs yet, his son. But yeah, we we do have, you know, many themes on the show. And I think one of them will hold true here. Drew certainly is going to have the baseball IQ. He's going to have the confidence. I mean, he has been well-taught, well-mentored by a father who is still very much involved in the game. Very much so, and it's interesting, and I'm glad you mentioned, and we touched on it in the interview, about the baseball acumen and his IQ of of Andrews. Um, Not only did he have, at at 19, you know, hitting those home runs and, you know, in the World Series against the Yankees, like it was nobody's business, but defensively, you know, the knowledge and the gift of the hand-eye coordination and judgment of the ball, but also even off the field. And I still attribute that to this minuscule tiny little island called curacao that if you ever really study it or been to it and i've done both um you are fascinated by that culture because almost every player that has come out of there and it's only you know you can count them on two hands you know no i take it back now there are about 20 that have come through there um uh, from when you talk about the netherland tillies if you count aruba which is where xander bogarts is from but curacao uh, because of the fact that they're so well-schooled, Scotty, um, they come out of there with at least four languages out of school, out of high school. They teach them Spanish, Dutch, Papimiento, and English. What other country do you come out knowing four languages at 18, 19 years old? It's impossible. So then all of a sudden, things are easier for you. Though your culture assimilation is not so dramatic. Comparative, I know for a fact, because I came over from Cuba at six years old, and it was a great mom and dad who taught me and pushed me in English and, and a mom for a teacher. 
But I know like the Dominican kids that come over, they're overwhelmed at 16, 17 years old. It takes them a while to adjust. This kid and these guys come over and it's almost like, I'm cool. I'm all right. And I think it helped them a lot, Scotty, as far as assimilating to the, the culture and the bright lights, big cities of, of major league baseball. Yeah. And Xander Bogarts is just, he's another example. He's brilliant to talk to. Right? Isn't he? I mean, yeah, yes. he is so mature. Bam right. Bam Mullins, the hitting coach, Hensley Mullins. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the list is just every single one of them. And crazily, I also got to deal with them. That's where I really started studying them was during my five-year tenure with Little League World Series and ESPN and, and doing all those games um, in, in, in Williamsport because they always sent a star-studded team. You know, you know. in fact, one of their big boys now from that, that I covered – at 11 years old was Profar, you know? Wow. And yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was 12 years old and on team uh, Curacao. And now, you know, he's not a superstar, but he's a darn good major league ball player. He's a very solid big solid league. He was player. a prodigy. He was a former number one overall prospect, even yes. over Bryce Harper. Obviously. And then he Bryce got hurt a couple of times. And, yep. and, and, and I think that set him back, but still, a, you know, stud of a player. And you talk to him and it's like, their knowledge of not only the game but of life and it comes with that's why i push a lot to young ball players now you know to to study to literally physically study and read and 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 assimilate things and and try to learn english as quick as possible if you're a you know a a latin american player uh because the sooner that's how I, i pushed it when i was in japan i learned japanese you know i speak it and it helped me become a better player so Andrew Jones is the personification of that. And then on the field, it's just crazy. I'm looking forward to Drew. I know he got hurt. I'm looking forward to see what that kid's going to do because I've seen videos. I haven't seen him live. I met him when he was a young little buck, but not since he's been 16, 17, 18. Uh, They say he's otherworldly. Yes, he's got it all. Five tooler, and he'll you right. know he'll recover, especially when you're young, you know. And yeah. and it's a shoulder oh, no issue, doubt. but he'll he'll yeah. recover. He'll be back, and you know the Diamondbacks are going to be very lucky to have. Him. <laughs> They're going to be very. We'll tell you, yeah. But here's I'll rest my case after this on on Andrew because I do think he'll eventually get into the hall, whether it's from the writers or or uh, eventually to a you know a veterans committee of some sort. I, I think it'll be with the writers. I really do. I think, think it'll be with the writers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I mean, he'll get yeah. there. But I mean, yeah. oh, there's so many people around me in baseball. I mean, John Smoltz, who say best center fielder I've ever seen. Right. Ever I mean, seen. And then it's not like and we, we see some center fielders in today's game that are elite and they don't hit much, right? There there are quite a few where I mean, just now, actually, you know, or recently we saw a trade right with Michael A. Taylor, who is yeah. just a phenomenal center phenomenal fielder. He hasn't been player. a big, you know, the, no. the bat has not been a consistent no. part of his game um, in his career. Andrew Jones hit 434 homers. Right. His OPS plus, which hundreds league average for his career was 111. And it was only that low because he did decline bat wise and of course right. you know he slowed down in his 30s also that position you take a beating especially you're when not, you're as you don't good hide as it, like you can hide in right and left you're no you're sliding you're diving sliding and here's the, the other factor that that pisses me off though he started his career at 19 yes sir. almost nobody does to become right. a regular like that postseason after postseason. So add those games onto it. But from no, ages 19 yeah. to 29, which is a, it's not like that we're talking three, four years here. That is a solid, healthy peak. That is plenty. That is what you need. 
His wins above replacement was close to six. And that was for 10 year peaks. That was a step above a Lofton and Edmonds, a Bernie Williams, like, and I, and you can yeah, make those are the guys of the time. those guys. And yeah, that, those and are the if guys you want to hear from some of those guys that are uh, there, uh, all but Bernie, who will eventually have, you can listen back on the pod. But my point is, oh, it, it to me, it's not close. I, I just think we get a little too tight, a little too nitpicky. I mean, you you watched him for a long period of time and said it's the best center fielder in the league all around. The defense, ridiculous. The offense, right. he's a contributor. He's a middle-of-the-order-ish guy. So I just – I don't see how it's somebody gonna happen. can look there and say happen. no. I mean, it, it, he's falls in that same category as Freddie McGriff for me. I think he should have been his first ballot. So I do I think Freddie McGriff should have been. Um, great call. So- great comp. And I was totally there too. I was it like, was I don't get it with McGregor. I don't what, get what it. What are you missing? I, I, what do you I, want? What were you missing that it took the veterans coming and all that to get Freddie in? Are you serious? So anyway, and, and this guy too, because it was hands down. Maybe because, you know, for his flash defensively and, and offensively, you know, he, he stayed out of the limelight. He wasn't really, you know, it wasn't in trouble, nor was he saying a whole lot of stuff, you know? So uh, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, he was pretty quiet. But uh, he'll be there and he'll it'll be deserving, so uh he's a he was a special guest i'm glad we got we 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 got him because um another thing that stands out for me for for him too is that um when you think about the defense think about it it's almost like a, a great free safety or something the rest of the other defense can you know swallow up a different era area so right field and left field could sink to the lines because he had literally from left center to far to far right center you know what i mean he was i've got it all don't worry about you just guys you know maybe cover the lines a little bit and i got the rest of it because he would get some jumps that i would just look and go like he's not moved yet and then all of a sudden he would be at the place where the ball's gonna be so he just read he read balls just beautifully the only guy i remember and it's going back in the day was a guy by the name of the late paul blair was like that he would just the ball would be hit and they split second, and they can they could almost it was like a GPS in these guys' heads. Okay, it's going right over there. Boom! Then they put that four four speed, and they get there, and it was can of corn as opposed to everybody else zigzags and they're running and then they're trying and they'll get it and it might be a jumping catch, but these other dudes were already there. <laughs> it's like ridiculous, and that's it's why great, he belongs. Great defense, yeah, buddy. Okay, oh, let's finish strong this week in baseball. Let's go January 23, 1962. Of course, it's a lawyer who wins a lawsuit. Melvin Belly is a lawyer. He wins a breach of warranty suit against the San okay. Francisco Giants on the grounds that his box seat at Candlestick Park is too cold. His suit contends wow. the seat he bought in 1960, which cost $1,597. That's his box. Which is seat. A, 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 that's a, like one day. That's one g- game at Yankee Stadium now. I think it's $1,500. <laughs> okay, okay, go already ahead. had a good deal and it got better, right? Because he won the lawsuit. <laughs> that right. seat was supposed to have radiant heating, I Ooh. guess. That's okay. all the information I got for you. But uh, Well, I'll tell you right lawyer. now, he deserved to win because that is the strangest stadium. May it rest in... Power and peace, the candlestick, having played there many games. I'm going to tell you right now, the weirdest temperatures, shifts of all time. And I know, you know, San Francisco and the whole thing. But the way it was and where it was, Scotty, at one point you'd be in the first three innings and it would be warm. And then innings 
four, five, and six, it'd be freezing. I mean, literally, would get like cold, and I would want to run in. But but wait, you can't run in to the clubhouse and go get your undershirt because the clubhouse is in left field. Excuse me, it's in it's in right field. You would have to run across the 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 dugout of the because it's a football stadium. But then here's the weirdest thing that ever happened. I'm playing at first base, and the you know you were here about the fog. I finally experienced it. Yeah, I literally watched it, and this thing had a life of its own. It was like a ghost. This fog came in, rolled over the fence. I could see it, and I could cut it with a knife, but I've never seen anything in my life. I thought it was a phenomenon, surreal. Came on, landed on our field, hung over. We had to stop the game because it was so like foggy and dark. And then they're like, no way, got a few minutes. Lifted up and went out over left field. And I'm like, holy caca, this place is haunted. So I, I am in support of him getting whatever he got. Um, you ever been to Cape Cod? Because they had fog delays. I, I called for the chat amaze. Sometimes I, I'm wearing that hat. Um, we had games that were canceled or postponed or canceled. For fog. We didn't always reschedule for fog. There was a walk-off I called once where they hadn't called it yet. Guy hits it in the center field, can of corn. No one can see it. Game over. You know, (laughs) controversy. Should have called it. I've lived the the fog life. The beauty of fog. Does add a leghorn. It does add a wrinkle. We don't have fog at our lounge, man. Our lounge is nice and brightly lit. Exactly. I think it might be closing up right now. But it is. Beautiful. Nailed it. It's It's closing up. Yeah. No smoking. (laughs) No fog in the lounge. We're clean. (laughs) See you next week. The Legends Lounge Podcast is brought to you by Major League Alumni Marketing. Hit us with questions or comments at legendslounge at mlbpaa.com. Check out our memorabilia at mlamauthentics.com. Later, Legends. Baseball Legends Lounge is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.